everyone. Welcome to another episode of Space Flicks, the podcast where we review a movie and decide if it's worth the cost of beaming out to a lonely astronaut in space. What are we talking about today, Adam? Today, everybody, we'll be talking about the film Gunpowder Milkshake. Gunpowder Milkshake uh, by director uh, Nevat Papashado. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain I probably mispronounced some portion of that name. Seems likely. But um, but uh, I'm, I'm still uh, delighted to be here talking about this film, regardless of the pronunciation of any <laughs> are you, of the Are you familiar names. with this director at all? I no, was not. I'm not. Okay. All right. Sounds like neither of us w- was. Um, this is starring Karen Gillan uh, and Lena Hetty. Um, I guess, and, and let's see the synopsis here. Three generations of women fight back against those who could take everything from them. Uh, do you want to, should we stick with that synopsis or do you want to provide any more high level description of what this movie is? Uh, Sure. It's, I mean, just to sort of provide a little bit of color, it's a, it's a lone wolf and cub type movie, Mm -hmm. right? Where a, uh, a loner uh, ends up taking a young person uh, under their wing, uh, but the loner doesn't stay a loner for very long, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and and really, the the appeal of this movie, I, and for me anyway, was um, sort of another version of like uh, I feel like we've talked about this before when we talked about Atomic or when we talked about atomic blonde we never did an episode on atomic blonde but uh it was sort of like oh lady john wick Mm -hmm. great Mm -hmm. right um and so when i watched the trailer for this movie i was like this could be that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. has the potential to be that uh so i would be interested in seeing that uh and i think the the movie does attempt certainly to deliver on that premise somewhat um with yeah. some with some wrinkles and and you know some significant differences obviously um so yeah that's that's the additional bit of color i would add on just sort of what what happens yeah i think if you were trying to you know just kind of sell this movie in one to two sentences it would sort of be john wick meets kill bill um you know all f- primarily female casts the end, right? <laughs> Do you want that or right. not? Right. Um, right. So I think that gives us a hint as to what your expectations were. You did mention that you were looking forward to it. Um, but you don't know the director. I didn't know the director. So it sounds like we were both maybe cautiously optimistic or something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted 90 minutes of fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really what I wanted. Um, and, you know, considering like the name of the movie is Gunpowder Milkshake, mm-hmm. the poster features five women each clutching different weapons, mm. right? I'm just sort of like, yep, yeah, let's go, right? I'm not expecting the seventh seal here. Uh, so you weren't expecting the seventh seal. What, what did you think of the movie, though? I thought um, the thing that it was supposed to deliver, which is uh, inventive, entertaining action, mm-hmm. I feel like mostly it was not quite able to deliver that, mm. right? I do feel like there were some sequences that were noteworthy right. and good. Right. Um, 
I, and I would like to talk about them. Uh, but overall, uh, it felt a little, um, like I'd seen these types of scenes before I'd seen them done better yeah. and they didn't feel particularly like inspired, you know, it felt sort of like, well, we have to have a scene like this here. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to do it, but we don't like, it just felt like in some cases, like their heart wasn't in it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would probably describe this movie as half baked. Um, mm -hmm. it, 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 there's some sort of promising ideas in it. And I think at, at points, the execution reaches like good levels, but, but mm -hmm. only briefly and mm -hmm. not, not nearly often enough. Um, so overall I was, I would say I was disappointed. Doesn't mean I hated the movie. Um, I still right. found it very watchable, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I, I actually watched it uh, over the course of two or three viewing sessions. Cause I basically just watched it while like on an exercise bike. Um, but you know, some movies it's like, I watched 45 minutes of it. And then the next day I'm like, do I even want to continue this movie? You know? So this wasn't like that. Right. It was like, all right, I'll just right. pick up from, you know, where I was and looking forward to seeing the next part. Um, but uh, for me, it's like across across all the different sort of categories, like the writing, I felt pretty mediocre most of the time. Action, like yeah. I said, sort of okay at points, but not not consistently good. Um, the acting, kind of so so, so <laughs> you know, right? Um, right. Just it 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 overall didn't really shine much in any particular way. So. Um, so I would say I was disappointed, but still found some enjoyment from it. Sort of like a below average movie to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. And I think this is in some ways maybe emblematic of what I've grown to mostly expect from Netflix mm, movies, mm -hmm. right? Aside from the prestige pictures, you know, like unless it's like a Scorsese movie or a Quaron movie mm -hmm. or something like that, if it's just sort of a, replacement level Netflix movie. Yeah. I sort of don't expect it to be particularly good. Yeah. Right. I expect, I, and so this was one that I was like, maybe this is like a hidden gem, right? Maybe this mm -hmm. is, you know, like a, a dirty fat, you know, a quick and dirty fast little movie that, uh, will, you know, be, I think it, this might be over, um, this might be an unfair comparison, but like a movie like ready or not, Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. was like that was a movie that i had didn't have particularly high expectations for and i was like that was pretty great yeah. you know like that meant that did a, a a great job with not a ton of um resources or you know a-list actors at its disposal and it managed to just totally knock it out of the park and so i was like this could be that right right there's there's no reason it can't be um but i think like a lot of i think I don't know how the Netflix production machine works, but it feels like a lot of times they're like, Hmm, if you can make this for under this amount of budget, right? Yeah. Like we will make it happen and we will get it into the service quickly because we have a hole in our programming schedule Yeah, and we just need, we need something that sort of fits this demographic at this point in time. Well, they're definitely going right. for quantity, right? I mean, I think this year right. they said they're releasing a new movie every week, if I am not mistaken. 
So Right. And so like <laughs> you could easily imagine a situation where they're like, hmm, we've got a little bit of a hole in the August 2021 yeah. like schedule. Can you get this done in nine months? And they're like, yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. okay, great. We'll just we'll sign 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 you right now. To be fair, I don't think they're making mo- movies at this with this level with this sort of profile. They're not making fifty of these types of movies a year. I'm sure in in the year. I'm sure a bunch of them are, you know, documentaries and various things that are we're we're a little bit sort of more straightforward to put together. This has this has like right. recognizable Hollywood Hollywood stars in it, right? right. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's when when you're when you're sort of ostensibly a studio and you're putting out fifty plus movies in a year, um, I would expect your hit rate, your your batting average is going to be a lot lower than a studio that puts out you know ten yeah. in a year, <laughs> and there's a much kind of higher bar to kind of getting them through production and distributed to theaters and everything. Right. Just and you can just sort of feel it like. So this might be a good um, opportunity to start talking about specifics from the from the movie yes. and sort of wh- how I think the movie sort of provides some evidence that um, perhaps the amount of care uh, that typically we might assume is going to be given to a major, you know, Hollywood release um, just might not be afforded. You know, these pictures that might have to get cranked out under sort of a different system Mm -hmm. than maybe sort of classic Hollywood. So um, this movie uh, features Karen Gillan as a hit woman who was abandoned as a teenager by her mother. Uh, Is it Lena Hedy? Is that how you pronounce her name? I always thought it was Hedy. I don't know. Hedy or Hedy. It's one of those. Okay. You can tell tremendous research has been put into Mm -hmm. this podcast. Um, And so, uh, and during one of the hits, she ends up in a complicated situation where she ends up mortally wounding a man who she later realizes has a daughter who's been um, kidnapped. And the father was uh, engaged in some some uh, some light corporate thievery uh, in order to rescue his daughter. And so rather than let this poor child... Um, hang her out to dry. Karen Gillan's character goes and and rescues her. And then of course, as a result of that, um, ends up embroiled in a situation where like just way endless waves of assassins are coming to, uh, end her to sort of make up for her, her decisions. And so, um, for a movie that is about, a a person who is violent and is frankly about um, in some ways celebrates like these, uh, these characters and their abilities to inflict massive amounts of violent damage on the people around them. There's not a lot of violence for the first 20, 25 minutes of the movie, something like that. It's mostly just, it's it's certainly, there's a few, I feel like there's a few moments in the opening in the first say 15, 20 minutes of just implied violence, like a bunch of guys show up to an apartment and she raises her guns and then it just cuts away. Mm-hmm. And then, and right. then they talk about how she wasted those guys. And it's like, right. Yep. That would have been cool to see. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It, it, and don't get me wrong. The movie is violent in the first, you know, third, mm-hmm. uh, there's 
that multiple people are killed. But um, but it's sort of like not what you expect from an action movie, which is like typically the the emphasis is on sort of showing that violence in creative and interesting, yeah, or at least exciting ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about me that I'm like show me better violence movies. But well, well, um, I, you're I think it's a fair criticism because this movie is pretty clearly modeled after John Wick. And right. why is John Wick a beloved action movie? It's for right. exactly that reason, right? It's not for the crackling dialogue. That's yeah. right. Um, and so, uh, so then eventually she ends up in a situation where she's in a bowling alley, uh, and she gets a, you know, she has to fight her way through three kind of thugs, right? And in my mind, as this scene was unfolding. Uh, before the the fist started flying, um, I was pretty excited because I was like, "This uh, this production design is great. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a beautiful looking bowling alley. A bowling alley is a cool place to have a fight." Mm-hmm. Um, and I am very ready for this movie that's sort of been withholding whatever cards it has to play regarding its you know action bona fides. Um, and uh, you know, let's let's go. Mm-hmm. And I f- and like that first action sequence, which I think typically movies use as sort of like a statement of purpose, right? Which is like, hey, this is like the level of right excellence that you can expect. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty um, poorly choreographed, poorly edited, poorly staged fight sequence where it's mostly Karen Gillan like swinging a suitcase mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. at these guys. And yeah, there's you know like. She uses different things as weapons, and there's some clever stuff that she does with like the handle of the suitcase at one point. Yeah. But largely, it just felt very sort of like chaotic and unfocused, and like they had to do it quick. It felt like they had to do it quick. Right. Right. Like maybe they did a few takes and then just called it a day. And they're like, we're out of time. We're out, right? we're out of money. We just got to make this work. Um, and I was like, man, if that is the opening fight sequence from this film my expectations have gone way down mm-hmm. as far as what to expect from this thing because they have everything lined up ready for this to be good. And if we can't get this right, I don't have tremendously high expectations mm-hmm. for what comes next. Right. Um, and so, and I don't know, it's possible, you know, far be it for me to pretend like I know how to direct an action sequence and it's possible. This is exactly what, um, the director was going for right and i just you know don't have the same sort of uh taste that he does but my suspicion would be that it's not it didn't it didn't quite turn it's not in the same tier of excellence as like a john wick the other movie that really comes to mind for me with this movie especially if you think about the wardrobe choices that are being made Mm -hmm. is the movie drive Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Not that there's, uh, I don't think there's a, a huge amount of stylistic similarity between the two, but there is. This movie does use a fairly heavy amount of slow mo, mm-hmm. um, which which Drive does, and for example, John Wick does not. Um, but like the the bowling jacket mm-hmm. that Karen Gillan wears throughout is very reminiscent of Gosling's jacket right, in right. that movie. Um, but it's sort of like. Uh, yeah, so at, at that point, I sort of felt the seams showing. Yeah. It, I sort of felt the squeeze of, you know, what what seemed like maybe a little bit, to your point, a little half-baked. Yeah, I mean, I think 
it's worth pausing and asking how spoiled are we now? Because like, if you ever walk, go back and watch like a nineties action movie, like mm-hmm. the, the, the amount of like quality, well choreographed action is often very low or it's like non-existent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think if you put this movie up against John Wick, which I think is a totally reasonable comparison, because again, I think this movie is basically trying to be John Wick. Um, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't even, it doesn't come close, you know, like right. John Wick is far superior, but John Wick was far superior to the vast majority of action movies when it came out, in my opinion. And so, right. you know, any action movie <laughs> compared to John Wick, uh, That's not entirely true because I think like a movie like Atomic Blonde, for example, which, you know, go figure, it was made by one of the directors of John Wick. Um, It's sort of like there are other movies that come close to that level of quality now. And maybe there were some before. Like, I I do think Kill Bill had some really great action, for example. Um, Right. But that was more modeled after Kung Fu movies, which, you know, of course, martial arts, there there have been great martial arts movies for a while. Um, But uh, but. You know, that bowling alley scene, for example, if I saw that 15 years ago, maybe I would have mm-hmm. thought that was a really sweet action scene. Right. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. I certainly it sounds like you 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 thought it was pretty bad. I thought it was just OK. You know, like when I saw it, I don't know that I had quite the same feeling of, of oh, you know, <laughs> like deflated expectations from that moment as it sounds like you did. Um, right. But I also wasn't, I certainly wasn't wowed by it. It just seemed like a functional, you know, fight scene. Um, I will say, I think it's followed up with probably not too long after that, uh, action scene, probably in my opinion, the best action scene in the movie, um, which we'll get to the the numb arms. Yeah. yeah, The numb arms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, should we just go ahead and just, I mean, I think we've already sort of, waded into spoiler territory i'm sort of thinking we just talk you know freely we're going to spoil the movie and talk about sort of the highlights of the movie and and straight to fix the movie and then call it a day um i think that's right because yeah because let's because let's let's say something nice let's let's talk about some things in the movie that were good i i think there's i think you know um there's a lot to like about this movie right I don't I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? Okay. What are the things uh, to like? I do think the production design looks was great, mm-hmm. right? I thought um I thought the sets were really cool. The library, looking. the I, diner, the, the library, hospital. The library, despite being very derivative of the hotel. <laughs> and and in, absurd. <laughs> in in John Wick, yes. right? And like very, very silly. Mm-hmm. Um looked great, right? right? Um, I thought the costumes were really cool. I thought they gave every sort of major character like a discreet look mm-hmm. that was really, um, I thought, uh, allowed them to be sort of very, uh, it, it was it was very stylized in a way that I appreciated, right? Um, uh, I think the the one of the reasons I was interested in the film is I like a lot of these actors. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't like every performance in this movie, um, but I liked several, right? Uh, Which ones? And so I, I thought Karen Gillan was uh, was good. Okay. I thought 
uh, Lena Headey was was uh, she I think the moment she enters the picture, it becomes a funnier movie, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think Gillen, for whatever reason, plays it like very humorlessly. Yeah. Right. Um, And you can tell that uh, Hetty's just having a a better time. Right. Right. Um, I've, for whatever reason, I've always liked Carla Gugino and Mm. I continue to like Mm. Carla Gugino. Mm -hmm. And so like, she was very funny. She usually plays sort of like a femme fatale sort of type. Mm-hmm. And she played sort of a bookish to play like a bookish yeah. librarian, like a fun bookish librarian was like uh, a sweet bookish librarian was sort of a different uh, bit of casting there, which I liked. Um, I always like Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, chewing scenery. Uh, and so all those things, could, you know, I was like, that was all good. Right. Um, I thought, uh some of the like uh prop uh, choices were really good like for example lena haiti swinging uh around a couple of guns with knives like clipped into them great Mm -hmm. give me some knife guns any day right um and so like those elements were were good i thought there was some uh there were some good pop songs in this movie at one point there's a stereo lab song that plays that i was like this is this feels great like this stereo lab song playing right now feels really good. Um, but it wasn't, you know, those were sort of fleeting. I also feelings. liked personally, I liked the main theme, the main musical theme. Mm-hmm. It was sort of stuck yeah, in yeah. my head for a little bit after the movie. I can't, I yeah. couldn't sing it yeah. now, but I remember liking it. Yeah. The general sort of neon vibe of the whole thing. I, I, I like a good mood up to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, there were some really good action sequences in this film. So you mentioned, you want to talk about Numb Arms? Yeah, so in my opinion, the best, probably by far, I would say, action scene in the movie was one that I got kind of excited about as they were setting it up. I was like, oh, this will be cool. I've never seen this before, right? So, right. The, so the setup is the doctor of the uh, at the hospital who's some sort of weird I don't know what his deal is, what his character's deal well, is. Well, he's to be. like a mob doctor or something, Yeah, I guess. Right? So he's sort I of guess. unprincipled, um, right? Uh, he, he's like, you know, dealing, he's working with the three henchmen, and he's like, I'll, you know, give her a shot of this in both arms, and then she won't be able to remove her arms. She'll be a sitting duck after, you know, whatever he said, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, something like that. And so he goes, he goes into the room to, you know, sort of treat her, uh, uh, or so he claims. And at first I was like, Oh, maybe she's going to stop him from doing that. And the guys will go mm-hmm. and then she'll just slaughter them. Right. But then when he does, right. when he does successfully inject her arms with the stuff, I was like, Ooh, neat, neat, you know, like, right. so she's not going to be able to yes. move her arms now. Now, how is she going to solve this problem? Um, and, uh, I, I don't, I certainly don't think they pulled it off flawlessly. Like I feel like I, I seem to back to your, your, point about you know cutting corners or like not having the resources to do everything 100% properly I swear there were like certain parts in the fight scene where she's like clearly moving her arms um, right and I was like ooh, I feel like she's supposed to have them like limp but she's like moving them sometimes just subtly um, right uh, but overall I thought the premise was really cool and you know the idea of like taping I don't exactly understand the physics of it, but it sort of made sort of loose sense to me that she sort of, you know, taped the gun to her hand with her finger on the trigger such that 
if she swung her arm a certain way, it would fire. And so I think the no I think the notion was she lot like it was sort of a local shot. Mm-hmm. So it was like she couldn't control like from her shoulder, say down to her elbow mm-hmm. or something, but she could use her hands. You think right? like or like she could use like her finger, maybe just ever so slightly. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, if she could totally use her hands, I don't know why the gun would have to be taped to the hand. But right. I think it was I think the notion was she could like li- just squeeze her finger yeah. just enough. Well, see, to, I kind of like the idea that like she couldn't even control her fingers. All she could do is like swing her arm in such a way that it would like, you know, make pull make the, the trigger, pull the trigger. Yeah. In any case, you know, it's not it doesn't have to be fully explained. Right. It's, it cle- really it's clear matter. enough yeah, yeah. that all she can do is 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 sort of swing her arms and and. uh you know, so she's got to like swing them around and fire them at, ju- at fire the guns at just the right time, um, which was uh, that was really cool, I thought. And it wasn't, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't the longest action scene. Um, and it, I don't think every move she pulled off in the scene was like particularly uh, cool. But overall, it was it was just it was a pretty satisfying, you know, original concept executed relatively well i thought um and so for me that was the best action scene in the movie and i don't think any other action scene in the movie comes close to that level of creativity um or originality it's it's really the only one to me like if you contrast it with like john wick um is kind of relentless like i I was i was re-watching some of the john wick action scenes after the fact just to sort of yeah be like Oh yeah, here's what like an amazing action movie looks like. Like I rewatched the the knife shop fight scene from John Wick three, uh-huh. uh-huh. which is unbelievable. <laughs> the you know? throwing of the knives that sequence. <laughs> well, it starts yeah, off yeah, as yeah. like a as like a fist fight scene, yeah, and then they like realize they're surrounded by knives and just start right, throwing right. knives like like crazy at each other. Like that yeah. to me is was amazing. You know. Um, and John Wick is packed with stuff like that. Whereas this movie has a bunch of sort of normal action scenes plus this one that is a really unique setup. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, I agree that that particular numb arms was, I think, it was one of those scenes where as he was preparing like his numbing gun, mm-hmm. right, to inject her arms, I was like, if they don't do this, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be very upset. Yeah. Right. Um but yeah, and then just the idea of her having to use basically just the momentum of her arms mm-hmm. to like fight three men. It's did you, a good idea. Did you think she was going to do like legs only at any point? Uh, yes. That's what I initially I th- thought. I do think that might have been cooler. Um, yes. I'm sure it would have been, been like much freaking harder impossible. To do. Yeah, it would have been so right. much more physically demanding probably on, on whoever the lead actress was. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but at first I was like, oh, this is going to be insane. Like, she's just going to like kick the guys to death. <laughs> you know, I was just picturing like super cool, like martial arts kind of moves of just like dodging yeah. things and jumping and kicking with her arms, just like dangling lifelessly at her sides. Right. Um, but the, it, but this was cool too. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, that sequence, I think I gave that sequence more sort of brownie points just by virtue of the idea, mm-hmm. the execution was like, okay, yeah. it's like pretty good. Yeah. You know, um, 
I will say the other, there was another action sequence in this movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, and it was the, it was the car sequence. Oh, really? Where she's operating the pedals mm-hmm. and the kid, her new, her new apprentice as mm-hmm. uh, the kid takes the thing, um, works the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And I know it's totally ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I, but I just like the idea of something as simple as a car chase sequence, which would be extremely boring mm-hmm. if she was the one driving the car just by herself. And the kid was like sitting in the passenger seat, you know, yeah. making funny comments. Right. It was much better with the kid sort of like being, um, you know, one of the dependencies. Now, I think I would have liked it more if the kid screwed up. I mean, the kid does screw up a little bit Mm -hmm. at one point, Mm -hmm. right? But I would have liked it if, you know, they struggled with their communication a little more because that would have made it more fun and more interesting. Um, But instead, (laughs) it just felt like a perfectly executed car chase. Rather than like somehow a a woman with an eight-year-old girl in her lap is able to drive a car like a stuntman. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> um so uh like a trained professional yeah almost right it's almost like a stunt driver was driving the car um but i just liked what it do- what it does from a sort of character dynamic perspective it sort of puts the two of them on the same plane and makes them kind of partners mm-hmm. in this as opposed to um just one person saving another yeah. right they're yeah. sort of they're helping one another out um, oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Ralph, uh, is it innocent? <laughs> I know I was literally just looking at that while we were talking. I was like, are we seriously reviewing another movie with this guy in it? Like totally. Yeah, I just totally to. for, like when I, I did Knight. not know he was in this movie when we, when I turned it on and when I saw him, I was like, yes, it's like <laughs> the, fu- it's, you know, the summer of Ralph. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and you know, he was very good. Like in the he's yeah. very in limited the, screen in the time, like, yeah, five minutes of the movie that he's in. Uh, I just you know I just love listening to his voice. He's got a good and voice. We'll never and will never not think of him as the green. But Knight how much better forward. would this movie have been if he was the Green Knight in this movie? I mean, I think <laughs> I think in some ways this is maybe the question we should ask every time yes. from now on. Is like, would this movie have been better with the Green Knight in it? <laughs> yeah. Right. No explanation. They just. Just find he's a way. Just a, he's Get him just in a, there. A, yeah, he's just the big boss of a gang in this one. And I think unquestionably, this movie would be massively better. <laughs> unquestionably, if the Green Knight would, if the Green Knight were in it, right? Um, um, yeah, it's interesting that. So I, I got to say, I, I was not a huge fan of that car chase scene, um, but I can mm-hmm. kind of appreciate what you're saying. I certainly agree that it was better than it would have been if she were just driving the car like that, the the kid driving added an interesting dimension to it. I think for me, it was just, you know, so insane, like, like, so such a ridiculous idea. And right. it didn't seem like anything super cool happened uh, in it. And also maybe did they establish that the, that the car had bulletproof windows and stuff like that? She yeah, she said, "Don't worry about the bullets." At one point, and they show that the bullets are not penetrating. The Which car shield. was it? I don't even remember. 
Which car was that? It was it was Karen Gillan's car. Oh, it was her car. Okay. So she's she's got like an assassin car. Gotcha. Okay. You know. Yeah, I think I was just so distracted by like. So so the bullets are clearly doing nothing, right? They're not, they're not even right. leaving marks, and right, and so I don't know. There's something about like there, there's a trade off made to me that okay, it's more interesting that you've got this this eight year old girl at the wheel, but because she's got an eight year old girl literally in front of her, like mm-hmm. you know they're not gonna kill the girl, right? And so right. There, there's just there's no sense of stakes at all to me. It just, it's yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. clearly in invulnerable mode right now. Like nothing bad right. will happen to them or the car or anything. So I don't know. This is just sort of like, <laughs> I'll just watch this until it's over and we get to the next part. <laughs> um, I do think there were a few interesting deaths as I recall. Um, so I guess that, yes, that's like cool. the, the forklift getting involved. But, but I thought you were going to say to me, the second best action scene was the library you know, brawl. Um, I thought there was some sort of decent, I thought it was definitely better than the bowling alley fight Mm -hmm. in terms of some good kind of hand to hand combat moments. Um, particularly I seem to recall, um, I'm blanking on what's the, what are the actresses, uh, who played the library staff? Oh, Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh and Angela Bassett. Yeah, I think yeah. particularly Michelle Yeoh with her chain, I thought had some cool fighting um, that she right. did. Well, yeah, that sequence kind of bothered me for like a couple of reasons. Oh, yeah, there's some big problems with it, too. I, I'm curious what your reasons were. I mean, yeah, a chain's like a cool weapon to use, right? Um, idiotic, like, though. Wait a <laughs> idiotic, right? That was the thing. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. You like are coming from a basement, filled with guns with weapons yes and you've decided like to lure these baddies away from the main library so that you can fight them with a chain and a hammer (laughs) respectively (laughs) right like now it's you know and it only works because these bad guys also did not bring guns for some reason (laughs) right they decided that they would engage you in a fist fight in this like room um and you've left like, I don't understand why they left, like, Carla Gugino, like, uh-huh, alone, uh-huh. right? When she's, like, not capable of defending herself or the kid. And she's in a car. It's like, leave. <laughs> like, get in the car and leave. Right? Like, what are you doing? She's waiting for um, the women. But. <sighs> no, it's dumb. Come back dumb. when everybody's dead. Yeah. Um, so, and it's it just like. That, that I think so. My problem with that sequence was not that any of the action bits were 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 terrible. I thought they were fine, mm-hmm. right? It's more just like this is so movie logic, yeah. That like it's distracting how stupid they're being. Yeah, right? I, I agree. I mean, I think it comes back to the whole half baked thing. Like, I think it very much applies to the writing. Um, now, for that, for, in terms of choice of weapons, that's something that probably would have stuck. Because, like you said, it, it was clearly just in service of the action choreography they wanted to to do. Um, yeah. But things like character motivations and, you know, just just the, the actions that people choose to take, I think mm-hmm. so many of them 
made so little sense. And and, and sort right. of like, what are the characters' plans was often, I think, not really well thought through. Um, right. And I think it, it like I think this is one of those things where if you're going to have characters make kind of silly action movie logic decisions, mm-hmm. right? Fine. But just make the action sequence sort of really great. Right. Right. I feel like John, I feel like John Wick, the scene you were describing does exactly that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, wait a second, we're in a knife store. (laughs) Right. And it's like, which is very stupid and very fun. Oh, it's amazing. I I disagree that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, it's like the fact that they would just realize that, you know, like, yeah, halfway into the fight. Right. Yeah. And, and realize it at the same time. It's like not realistic. No one's expecting it to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but because then the sequence is so exhilarating, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Right? I, I definitely had that thought with this movie multiple times that like I find myself thinking about the stupid plot developments and character decisions and motivations and stuff. And I'm like, I'm only thinking about these things because the action's not better. If the action right. were amazing, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't think about it. Or if I did, I'd be like, whatever, I don't care. And, you know, and I would defend the movie to anybody who, who tried to criticize it based on those things. But the action isn't good enough. It's, it's sort of right. okay. Um, and so we're left with, you know, like back to character decisions. It's, to me, to me it seems so arbitrary and pointless, like that initially she's like, I'm going to do this alone. And the other women are like, okay. And they're walking away. (laughs) And then they're like, wait, we should help her, you know? Right. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Why why would you have left her alone? Like, including her mom. Like, her mom's like, all right, good luck, you know? And then, like, a minute later is like, wait, there's no reason for me to abandon her. (laughs) So I guess I'll go back and jump over the desk and shoot some guys. You know, it's just so we can have that right. moment of her jumping over a desk, which is like not good enough to warrant, you know, me then saying like this whole thing doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. OK, can we talk about the fact that it is a library mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where the books have weapons are in chock them? full of weapons? Yeah. And so it's like, wait, do people come into this <laughs> library? Yeah, it, it's such or is a this just like a private residence that you've decorated like a library. I think like it makes no sense. Well, again, again, all. it's trying to be John wick, but right. But I think it's sort of like, you'd be forgiven for watching John wick and thinking, Oh, I really liked the world building. I really liked, you know, this sort of the implication of there being so much more under the surface that we don't even know, but you know, it just touches on it. It's all absurd, but it's kind of cool. Right. Oh, I'll just do right. that. And then the idea of this library sort of seems on the surface, if you don't if you don't probe at all, to sort of right. also be cool in the same way. But the problem is you, you it actually is way more ridiculous than the things in John right. Wick. Like in John Wick, the hotel kind of makes sense. Like it, even if you do start to wonder about it, because it's like this is a this is the kind of operation that could totally genuinely be a front you know they would you know if if you if you tried to check it out for yourself they'd be like we don't have any vacancies you know right like um 
sorry and you they'd turn you away and they could be very secretive about it and the rooms you know are all private but like a library this it's not even just a like a little like private looking library it's like a massive grand like library that would be like a major destination in the city right and it's completely empty and the the books have weapons in them (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's like, no, this is completely insane. Um, I feel the same way about the diner. I think the diner yes. is such a half-baked concept in this movie that right. you, you, you're left with so many questions that you're like, I know I would have questions, except I know they don't have answers to these questions. Right. It's, right. This premise of a diner where you're not allowed to bring weapons and therefore it's a safe place like to conduct business. Like, who even runs the diner? The only, who even runs the, the diner? the only two scenes that we see in the diner, somebody immediately <laughs> smuggles a weapon yeah. in and kills a bunch of yeah. people. It's like this diner is worthless. No, it, it, it um, makes, because that's the other thing is like in John Wick, the hotel, you know, they sort of establish as this like independent uh, right. entity, right? Um, but I, I think the diner's supposed to kind of be like that too. But right. you know, it doesn't. It seemingly doesn't have its own security or anything. No, it's just <laughs> it's like got it's like an a honor waitress, code. right? Right. Um, yeah, it's r- really dumb. A- and and well. The last slow motion action sequence uh-huh. in the film reveals that, like, whatever fake rule we were pretending the diner yeah, had yeah. is absolutely. I hated totally, that scene. How did you feel about that right. scene? Um, I didn't like uh, it. Th- to, was, to me, it was it was like inexcusable <laughs> because <laughs> because it, it is is bad for so many reasons. Um. Like, firstly, uh, (laughs) this is like the weakest character development ever, Um, you know, where she's like they try to set up like that. Her mom always has a plan. She's like, you always have Uh a plan. And then you have a plan for the, you know, in case the plan fails and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this is very much like tell, don't show, you know. Um, right. Where does her, where does her mom actually have a great plan? Yeah, there is no plan. Yeah, ever and and the, the final film, reveal right? where she's like, I guess there was a plan, huh? You're like, the plan was that Show you are there now with guns. Like, right. but how? <laughs> Did anyone try to stop you? Was there any resistance to this? If not, it seems like this was an obvious thing you should have done, right? All along, so it's it's like. I, it's unforgivable to me that they tried to make it like a cool plan that right. completely disintegrates, turns to dust when you try to understand w- like what she pulled off there. Um, yeah. And the the bad guys all don't have guns. So you're like, okay, whatever they did, the bad guys are just complete idiots, I guess, because apparently right. you can just bring guns into this diner and none of them did. And right. But they did bring knives and like machetes. <laughs> right. Right. And <laughs> and it's also just like I feel like it maybe it maybe it's supposed to be like sort of subversive in this way that it like, you know, completely turns on its head the concept of what the final action sequence is supposed to be. But I'm like, this is just a massacre. Like, is this supposed to be right. a satisfying they're literally well, Michelle def- Yeoh lost an they're, eye. They're so. basically defenseless and they're just gunning down a whole defenseless <laughs> like bunch of guys. Um, 
And I guess yeah. we're supposed to be and like, our main, awesome. <laughs> and the main character is not in the sequence. Yeah. And, well, right? and the sort of guy, guy they've sort of built up to be the big bad, you know, the guy that took out uh, the librarian character. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. just gets shot while jumping out of a window. There's like no satisfying right. conclusion with him. Right. I, I, I mean, to me, this this scene was just really terrible as a as a final right. action it, like, scene. It's not even an action it, it, scene, right? Right. It ties up all the loose ends in a way, right? Mm-hmm. But it does so in like the laziest, yeah, least sloppiest, satisfying yeah. way possible, right? It's almost it's like it would be equally satisfying, meaning not satisfying, for them to be like, and then we just like put a bomb in the building where all the bad guys are and blew it up. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Right? Like so yeah, it just um I think this is a movie I, I can I feel like all of the uh performers and like craftspeople minus maybe like the action choreographers (laughs) like who showed up for this movie, like put in the work, you know what I mean? Like I think everybody tried hard. Right. But I do think there's something fundamental in some of like the major pillars of what a movie, especially an action movie is that just weren't there. Mm -hmm. Right. That just sort of made the whole thing feel very, very empty. Right. And unsatisfying. Yeah. By the end. To me, the the final scene in the diner is in some ways like the opposite of the numb arms action scene where. Right. To me, the numb arms action scene had this sort of tantalizing setup where they're like, all right, her arms are going to be numb. And then I'm like, oh, cool. So how's she going to get out of this situation? You know, it'll be fun to watch how she how she swings this. And the diner Mm -hmm. scene, the setup is like no guns. I'm by myself. I'm surrounded by all these dudes who want to kill me. Right. Right. And so How I, I, I was thinking it would be cool. It would be like, oh, this is going to probably be the, you know, the coolest action sequence in the movie where mm-hmm. she's going to have to be super resourceful and take out all these guys, no guns, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and they're just like, the and then they're just the like, time. oh, wait, no, there's three women with like massive guns. that are just right i almost wonder if well and they're dressed as waitresses yeah i know i mean i think it's supposed to be like that was the plan or something but it implies that somehow they were like hi people who also work at this diner Mm -hmm. we work at this diner too definitely for real and they're like yep totally Coworker, you are a coworker at this super exclusive diner that prevents people from bringing in weapons. See, uh, yeah, it, it, even that feels generous to me. Like I don't think it implies anything coherent. I think they just like right. literally the only way reason they're dressed like that is so that you could have had that dialogue where he's like, "I don't want to order or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He waves, and her then away. she's right, like, right. "Hey, I'm actually." Lena Headey and I am holding a gun, you know? Right. <laughs> like, it, it just makes no sense. Um, right. It, it, yeah. But I, maybe, maybe I, maybe part of why I was so displeased with it was though that letdown of me thinking there was going to be a cool action scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. it, it feels it to feels me like, like it might, I- it might tie back to your original point about like, maybe they, there was a point in time when they were planning a bigger, cooler action scene there. 
and they were just like running low on time, running low on budget. They didn't have the resources or whatever. And they were like, how about let's just rewrite the scene to be like the three women show up with machine guns. <laughs> right. And they just gun them Maybe. all down and then we can just shoot it in slow-mo, make it look kind of cool. You know, we can film it's- it in 10 minutes. I mean, if I, you know, if I had to guess, and this is not kind, but I would honestly guess that this was the idea the entire time because there's one idea in that ending action sequence that feels to me very intentional, uh, which is the fact that it's all in one slow motion tracking shot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I And... That honestly feels like the extent of the idea, mm-hmm. right? It's like, and then the big finale yeah. will be a slow motion, one take tracking shot. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, yeah, those are cool, right? right? And it's like, that's not an idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> you're taking a technique and assuming that that's enough to make a sequence interesting or good. And it's neither of those. It's just not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Because ultimately you still have to film something. And the thing that you're filming has to be like worth seeing. And this just wasn't wasn't that to your point. Um, So. So, yeah, I think this is where I, I sort of lay this firmly at like the feet of sort of the direction in the script. Yeah. You know, it's just sort of like. Okay, that's it's just non just like the it has no ideas or no conceptual integrity and that's what that's the amount of care that's been put in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think I feel a little bad being so down on this scene because well, well, I totally agree with you that this like slow tracking shot <laughs> Is this not enough for, a, you know, that's mm-hmm. like the tiniest kernel of an idea that's not enough to like make the scene. Um, I do want to recognize, like, I'm sure it took some amount of preparation and rehearsal and so forth just to like, considering it was one take to get all the, you know, the 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 angles and like they, they, they still had to all sort of, it had to be choreographed and they had to know how to each do their part of that scene. Right. Right. Um, and they did it okay. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's like, it's, it's, I make, I guess my point is I do think it was very weak overall, mm-hmm. but, uh, still want to recognize that like work went into making it turn out like, like it did, you know? Right. Um, yep. like it's different from, uh, for example, like, doing the thing they did at the start of the movie, like they wish they could have done of just Lena Hetty's character being like, I guess there was a plan after all. And then they just cut to like outside of the diner and you just hear lots of gunshots and then they go back to inside yeah. the diner and all the guys are dead, right? With blood spotted right. everywhere. Like I wouldn't put it far past this movie to have pulled some shenanigans like that, but at least they actually shot right. the thing. Right. Um, the last thing I'll say as far as just, I guess we kind of just transitioned from like good parts into straight into all the things we don't like about the movie. Um, for me, it was, again, I think this wouldn't have been an issue for me if the action were really great. Um, but the action wasn't really great. And it, and it really was like distractingly insane to me what they tried to do with her relationship with the girl. Mm-hmm. Like 
Yeah. This girl finds out her dad is dead. And then she takes him, her to the hospital and she sees his like very bloody dead body. And then like mm-hmm. moments later, she's like, I'm eight and three quarters, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, right. she's like, can I turn on the radio? And she's right. like, you're a cool kid. And they're like trying to establish this dynamic of, you know, of this kind of like sassy girl and her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is insane. This child right. should be in shock. You know, right. It, her dad was violently killed and she saw it, you know, not the killing, but like the aftermath. Right, the, yeah, yeah, and the, body, and right. the, the fact that then like just from a writing perspective, they're trying to completely change the tone like this. Uh, it was just, like I said, just very distracting. I was like, right. it was bothering me. I was like, I don't know what I want them to do exactly. Like, there's no way they could play it realistically just because it would be way too dark, right? But right. it feels like they went too far in the other direction, and it's just it's just completely absurd as a result. Yeah, I think the... Um, Probably they shouldn't I'm have had the girl ki- see her dead father. I mean, like that... Well, if I'm... Yeah, for sure. But also, if I'm being generous, I feel like the movie has one or two lines that the the girl, her, her character's name is Emily in the movie, that she says there's like, my dad never shows up when he says he will, right? Something sure. like that. Which makes me think that they're trying to communicate this idea of she almost doesn't have a relationship with her dad. Like, yeah. yes, she, you know, she lives in his house or whatever, but like, really, he's never there and she mostly raises herself. And so she doesn't have a very deep, like, emotional connection to him. I think that's possibly part of what the movie's trying to convey. But that being said, I do totally agree with you. I'm like, the, I don't expect these movies to have, like, really, um, tremendous like psychological realism or a ton of verisimilitude to how like people really are right I, I i get that this whole thing is heightened and a little bit ridiculous but to your point that is so ridiculous and so unrealistic and so not how a child would react to that situation that it's just sort of like okay i have to treat this entire movie like these aren't like these aren't human beings. You know what yeah. I mean? These are something, yeah. these are something else that are just props for a movie. You know what I think? I think w- this movie is just an original screenplay, right? I think so. I mean, the writer is the director and another. Dude, I think I just assumed like. while watching the movie that it was maybe based on like a graphic novel or something. And I, I think I was kind of just like letting a lot of these things go. Cause I'm like, you know, comic books and graphic novels, they tend to, you know, they tend to sort of have things that might sort of make sense in a panel, you know, kind of like format and you, you just go with it. But then when you see it put to film, you're like, Oh, this kind of strains credulity, you know, but, but I was like, Oh, it's probably just, it's probably just being faithful to the original, you know, source material. But that obviously was completely wrong. I just, uh, I guess I just, it just felt like that was probably the most likely explanation to me at the time. Yeah, it's one of those films where it feels like uh, sometimes we give M. Night Shyamalan a hard time for this, where it's like the the twist at the end of a movie. where like, that's one of those things where if you were sort of describing the idea to somebody very casually, right, it would sound pretty cool. 
right? But then it's like it really comes down to the execution on if it actually ends up being cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie has several things like that, I think, where it's like, yeah, and there'll be this like this cool library and where, you know, like there'll be like guns and books and they'll like talk about a gun like it's an Agatha Christie or like it's a Charlotte Bronte yeah. or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's kind of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe that could be cool, maybe. But then like when you see it happening on the screen, you're like, oh, this didn't really work. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and I feel like there's a lot of things like that in this movie where it's like, it seems like it'd be a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Right. Diner shootout. Sure. Right. Um, but it just, yeah, and then, and then when it actually just, when the rubber meets the road, you're like, oh no, but I, I could see how you could get a collection of people to be like, yeah, I'll help make this movie. It sounds like it'll be cool. Totally. Right. Yeah. And then, and then it just, yeah, the final product just doesn't live up to maybe what, what you, what we all imagined. Well, it's still got, it's still got the hospital action scene, which I still think was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, is it worth seeing the movie just for that? I don't know. <laughs> I certainly, I guess where I stand on this one is if somebody's like, I'm in the mood for a sort of pulpy action movie, I've seen John Wick, I've seen Atomic Blonde, you know. What else you got? Like, you, what's another movie that's like that? I've heard of Gunpowder Milkshake. Is that worth my time? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not it, well, as good answer, as those, but it's okay. My answer would be, my answer would be, I have another movie mm. that we're going to talk about next episode mm-hmm. that I think is worth your time. Yes, I think it would come right? before this one, you know. Yeah. Um, For sure, by like a million miles <laughs> for me. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that next time. But for now, here's the all-important question, Adam, because I think we should wrap this up rather than just keep talking about this movie. Are we going to beam it up on the count of three? One, two, three. No. No. <laughs> It just it just needs to be said. I would love to throw you a huge curveball and be like, actually, in spite of all those things, yes. But it's a no. marvelous piece of sin. But no. No. Yeah. I actually was very interested. It was like we could probably spend an hour if we wanted to, really thinking hard about like fix the movie. Oh yeah. Right? Because yeah. I think it is a movie. Like it has some of the raw ingredients that well, maybe honestly, you could it, use. It's just get you know, get the action get the get the action team responsible for John Wick there. Well sure, there's that, but I also think there's like uh the relationship between the girl and the father and the main character should probably be different. The relationship between the main character and her mom should probably be different. Totally. The relationship between like who who are these librarians? Like what why a library? Couldn't it be something else that would actually make some semblance of sense? Yeah, but like, all these things could be fixed. I mean, I think I think you're right. I think I think you could have fixed this movie either way. I think you could have made the writing a lot better. And then mm-hmm. and then I would have been like, you know what? The action was certainly no John Wick, but it had its moments and like the story was compelling. Like I, I do right. think that would have fixed the movie in a certain way. Not in the but my preferred way of fixing the movie would just be, you know, crank the action up from like a six to a ten. And then yeah, yeah. then the story just does not matter. <laughs> yeah, let's Which be is clear. more the what I expected mostly, going in. Yeah, the action is mostly like a four. You yeah. Know? I, yeah. It, it's not even, I think, a six. It's like a three or a four for the most part. Um, okay. Well, it's better than but I could do. We've compl- <laughs> let's let's uh, 
at least sure. at least uh, say that much. Sure, but I get to I when I I go I go to a restaurant I get to have an opinion about the food, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, okay, so we don't need to keep razzing on this movie. I appreciate the effort. I think there's a lot of I think there are several things to like about the movie, but ultimately not one that the Space Flicks team is going to invest its precious precious bandwidth in in order to beam up. Nope. So nope. So there you have it. Well, thank you, listeners. Uh, We'll see you next time for what I I, for one that I'm very excited to talk about. So um, we'll uh, we'll tease that and we'll talk about it next time. Okay, sounds great. Bye. Bye. Bye.